My Biggest Sales Enablement Mistake, a podcast by Eva Enable. Right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of My Biggest Sales Enablement Mistake podcast, where we share common mistakes and experiences from a variety of guests so others can learn from them. So we've had our summer break. Um, we're back with a bang. It's October. Holy crap. Um, but today I'm joined by one of the nicest people in tech. Oh, I'm, stop I'm seri- it. I am serious. I <laughs> absolutely like I love talking to you. It's like we we solve like all of the world's problems when we chat. <laughs> Will. I absolutely love it. It is, of course, Will Kimmel. Some might wonder why is Will from GTM Buddy? An enablement platform in and of itself coming on an Enable podcast. Surely they are rivals. Mm. No, not at all. Uh, I think uh, your testament to this, Will, when, when you and I met, it was bloody clear that both our personal and company ethos and goals were really in sync um, and that we hit it off and realized how we could perfectly complement each other. So Absolutely. welcome, Will. Yes, thank you. I'm, I'm very excited to be on. Um, Yes, since day one, it has felt like hand in glove in so many ways. Oh, oh. well, do you want to give it a little bit of background about you and GTM Buddy, Will, so everybody's kind of on the same page? Yes, yes. So uh, I am essentially our head of sales here in North America for GTM Buddy. And uh, GTM Buddy is a enablement platform. And our goal really is, uh, from the very beginning, has been to build an enablement platform that's built for sales, for sellers, uh, to help them be more effective and more efficient and really close more deals. As a lifelong seller, my whole career, I've had some really good enablement programs. I've been a part of some really bad ones. And there's mm-hmm. this perception in the sales community that enablement equals compliance. So I think that that tends to be the common view. And so um, our goal is to build an enablement platform that sellers love but that enablers also love that they get something out of. Um, and so that's what we're out to do. I think we've, we've done a pretty good job so far of building it. And now it's time to take it to the streets. Love it. Love it. Well, I think that gives a unique perspective about what we're going to talk about today because our shared approach to you know enablement means that we've both seen how it has worked, how it mm-hmm. hasn't worked, what's been done before. So today we're going to be talking about that age old issue of, and, and those of you, well, you can't see me, I, I'm, I'm doing the air quotes of we've <laughs> always done it this way mentality, which, um, God, I love it. Uh, so let's dive right in. Um, okay, so enablement is a pretty young industry in, in broad terms. Surely we should be sticking with what we know right now. Well, you know, what, what's your take on that? If it had been working, I would say yes. But could we definitively say that what enablement has been doing collectively, generally speaking, has it been truly working and having the impact that we would like it to have? Um, I think the argument probably could be made no. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it's not necessarily do we do we blow it up and restart? I think there's probably a good argument for that. And in some cases, I think that's probably the best solution. But I think it is definitely a time to evaluate where are the gaps in our enablement strategies? Um, what are the things that we're missing? What are the things that we're maybe over-indexing on? I think there's a lot of that happening. Um, and so I, I would I would urge everyone 
to not take the adage to heart that is, let's just do it as it's always been done, uh, especially in this case. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, clearly I asked you the question because I have an agreement with you. So yeah. Something needs to change. Do you think that part of we've always done it this way is because, and I'm thinking out loud here, that enablement are sort of almost the, the executors. They're the go get this done. And, mm -hmm. and this is what we've been told to do. So we're just going to go do it. And they don't have that sense of empowerment to go to go say, actually, do you know, hasn't been working we keep doing it we keep onboarding people with the same onboarding stuff we keep making people watch stuff for a tick in the box we keep trying to make reps do a certain thing all the time and and we get pushback you know is that because they're they're the mm. the executors not the strategists what, what what's your take on that yeah, I think a lot. I think there there are definitely exceptions. I think a lot of them are executors. I think you know I, I'm I'm dear friends with a lot of enablement leaders that I would say are very strategic. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, those are still people that are getting affected by you know, layoffs and things of that nature. And so, I'm not sure that just because you're strategic means that you are going to solve the problem. Um, yeah. What I would say is, I, I I can always kind of resort it to sales. Sales is obviously a much older profession, if you will, or function. And so uh, I think when I think when I really look at where enablement is, they're kind of in that like crawl phase, right? Or maybe just getting out of crawl phase and they're starting to walk. Mm -hmm. um, and that phase, the only way to really get out of that phase or to to evolve is someone to come in and do something radically different. I think what's happening is that enablement is so young and there isn't a really clear definite. I mean, if you talk to enablers, you might get, if you talk to 10 enablers, you might get 10 different answers on what is enablement. Yeah, I um, and I don't necessarily mean, I don't necessarily think that's all bad, but I think that inherently there's something bad in that, which is there's a lack of consistency. Um, and so I think someone has to come in and, and, and really do something so out of the box that people go, oh, that is how it should be done. Mm -hmm. Or that seems to be working way better than what we've what we've always thought it's supposed to be. Right. It's it's the same old thing with with sales reps. What does a sales rep want more than anything? Uh they want to know what great looks like. Yeah. And there are very few examples. There are definitely some, but there are very few examples of what great enablement look like looks like. And so I think there needs to be more of that where people can start to model their enablement processes and strategies and programs after that. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. But I'm going to pick up on something you mentioned earlier, which is around layoffs and the, mm -hmm. the kind of counterbalance to that of we need to see what great looks like and model it you and I were talking, you know, before we, we hit record around the, the, the perpetual cycle of, of layoffs in, in tech sales, particularly in enablement massively. Yeah. Are they just not even able to get started towards that picture? Yeah. Cause it's just like, stop, start, stop, start. You know, we, we lay off, we start new, we don't get a chance to implement and see the change we want. So we, we, we continue what we've always done. You know, it, do you think that's compounding it because they simply can't affect and change that they stick with what they've always done. Completely, completely. I think it's a hundred percent. It's making a very difficult job almost impossible. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and, and I don't know if there's an easy answer to that. Uh, I've recently heard one enabler tell me a very uh, strategic, well-known enabler tell me there might be a day where most enablement is outsourced, oh. uh, which I think is a very interesting perspective because I think, look, tech is in a bad place, uh, no matter how you cut it and slice it. Um, th there is a, there's a reduction that I think candidly has to happen and it is happening and a lot of people are feeling it. Yeah. And unfortunately the enablement community is at the brunt of it. Um, and so I, I think you're right that oftentimes they're not given the, the amount of time that they, they should be given to mm -hmm. impact the change that should be impacted. Um, but I also think there's, there needs to be a little bit more of a, ownership from the revenue side of it and what i mean is can can enablement speak the business and can they be almost an extension of the cro similar to we heard this example recently and i thought it was really good um you know the cfo used to not really be seen as a strategic partner um i know it's crazy to think but you know 20 years ago the cfo was just kind of the money holder and <laughs> right and so yeah. they had to they had to evolve and they had to change their perception and so what they did is they they essentially started speaking the business they they learned the business and became the ceo's right-hand person uh and even to this day they're involved i heard a stat recently they're involved in like 70 percent or more of vendor evaluations today which is wow. crazy to think about. Yeah. And how did they get to that point? It's they learned the business and they they now are kind of the keepers of the business. And I think enablement needs to do something similar. It, it needs to be less of an emphasis on programs and more of an emphasis on business impacts. Yeah. So when you think of that change, and I know that this is something that, that you and your teams are, are passionate about, which is, you know, bringing that ownership to the revenue side of the business, bringing it to to the people to affect that change. But what what do you think enablement need to think about when they consider change and disruption and not doing things the way they've always done it? Where do they start? Yeah, and change management is hard. It's the hardest yeah. thing in an organization, especially when you're talking about their their customer as a seller. Uh, I, I talk about that a lot, or or a CS. Mm -hmm. manager someone someone who is customer facing that is their customer and so it is difficult when you're talking about asking somebody in a customer facing role to change uh, I mean I've been a salesperson my whole career I know a bunch of us uh, we are very uh, particular <laughs> I'll, I'll put it nicely I'll be nice <laughs> to my fellows uh, it is hard but I, I think it's an understanding that I think needs to happen a little bit more than anything else. When you talk about change management, if you can, if you can get to a point where the change is universally seen for the betterment of everyone involved, then the change is easy, right? It's easy yeah. for people to accept that change. Change management is hard when it feels like pushed upon. So we talk about this a lot. Enablement should be much more of a, of a, well, more of a pull, right? Reps mm -hmm. should be able to pull the enablement to them um, instead of 
feeling pushed upon them. And I think that's going to create a much more seamless change management. And and that only happens when you recognize that a, a salesperson is really only thinking about a few things. And at the top of that list is how do I close this deal so I don't lose out on quota and lose my job? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that's what salespeople are thinking about. And so if there's a recognition that, hey, what we're doing and what I am building for you to have access to is in essence, trying to get you to close that deal, then there's a mutual understanding and the change management is much easier. Oh, but when the, it, it can't be about more. a program. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think there's just been such a disconnect for so long about how enablement connect to what sales care about. Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right. It can't be about the program. It can't be about uh, you know adoption, attendance, compliance how many of these did did they do we got great feedback all of it is just vanity that like Mm -hmm. to be harsh it's vanity metrics that and it's to give themselves a pat on the back ultimately and it's it's their role is to grease the wheels to get to that revenue number yes and so they absolutely have to have a laser focused and a clear pathway to that revenue number and be able to connect the dots because you know you were right when you talked about that push pull pushing programs without context without understanding the impact and the importance and why the why to a salesperson is 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 like a red rag to a bull it's literally going i don't i'm i'm going to now shy away from it i don't want to do it i don't want to engage because it's another thing on my to do list that doesn't help me get to my number yeah and i mean the clarity it's true. there is phenomenal well you think about it most the perception of salespeople is that we're lazy. And that's actually not true. Now, granted, there are some salespeople that are lazy, and we have characteristics that may seem lazy from the outside, but it's actually not laziness. It's we're very focused on that one or two things. And one of those are the what I just mentioned, which is I need to close this deal, this deal. And everything that's not relevant to me in this moment to close this deal if let's say for example i'm working a deal and i'm at negotiation and i'm struggling to figure out how to position the pricing and packaging for this deal i i don't i don't know how i should discount or how i should anchor or what features i should try to sell like whatever it is right there's a thousand different problems in that kind of pricing and packaging um, stage in a deal, but let's say that's the deal I'm struggling with is this negotiation. And you're, you're trying to push a program on me on cold calling. Yeah. That's the last thing that I care about. Yeah. It's the last thing that I care about. What I need in this moment is some help on pricing and negotiation, right? In this moment, you delivering me a three minute clip of Chris Voss telling me the art of negotiation. I'm probably tuning in, mm-hmm. but a three minute clip on cold calls, not tuning in. In yeah. fact, it it's going to make me feel like I don't trust you because what inherently happens is then I now think you don't get it. Oh. And I think relevant. that's the cycle that's happening. 
Yeah, relevance is is like nine tenths of the law, right? It's oh, it, it has yes. to be. Now, I mean, we we come at it in a slightly different perspective because we're looking at skill relevance, right? Skill development relevance, competency relevance, and that still absolutely needs to be down to the individual. What is it that yeah. I need to hit my number? If I'm a yeah. cold, like to your point, if I'm a cold calling god, right, and goddess. I don't need to be sheep dipped with everybody else on that. That's just not going to help me. And it's going to devalue. And you're absolutely right. It breaks the trust. The trust is that, that I need help with getting to where I need to be. And, and you're either, you know, with me carrying some of that load or, or I'm dragging you and it's painful and you don't want the latter. Yes. Um, and, and I, you know, I think that's, that's where the, the fundamental difference when we've always done it this way doesn't work that sheep dip we're going to treat everybody the same we've got you know we we're a delivery mechanism is 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 just it just doesn't work and i think the approach that you're talking about which is personalized to the moment to the need i have to the extent that it's going to help me get to my goal is is how everything needs to be positioned yeah from a I, I call it customized coaching and right. it's uh, it actually kind of goes to, to your point as well, what you guys are doing, which is, like you said, if, if I'm a cold call God, if you will, which, you know, everyone can learn, still learn a little bit. Um, but I don't need a, a, a two day webinar on cold calling. Mm -hmm. Right. But what's kind of happened and what the landscape has looked like for so long in enablement is okay, we're going to put on this this webinar or seminar or in-person training. And then in-person training is required to be attended by everybody here. And it's going to be on the specific topic. I mean, recently, you know, sales methodologies are becoming increasingly more popular for these like two-day seminars. So what happens is, you know, all these reps come into this two-day seminar about this particular sales methodology and a big focus of it is going to be on our or our qualification criteria on discovery calls. Mm -hmm. Well, if I'm a if I'm an enterprise AE and I'm and I have a you know couple deals in my pipeline that are worth three million dollars, I'm not I'm not really focused on that meeting right now, and it becomes like you said a lack of trust in that you're forcing me to waste my time. Yeah. to come to this meeting when I would rather you spend some quality time with me and building out some of the things that maybe I do struggle with, like a, a particular course on something that I am struggling with or mm -hmm. some sort of coaching and training session on something that has been identified as a gap of mine yeah. so that on those three deals in my pipeline, I have a better shot. I need a better shot. Yeah, that That's what we need. I think that, that the industry as a whole has struggled with how to deliver that scale. Because I think when I look back, uh, you know, when, when enablement first emerged, it was like everybody should, sort of slopey shouldered everything to enablement. Oh, I, mm -hmm. I don't do that anymore. It's enablement's job. They're like, they're like taking over that. But that then absolutely makes it impossible to scale. Now, you know, what, what you guys are doing and what we're trying to do is, is make that, that personalization to your sales rep at scale, right? Yep. It's it's yep. being able to actually deliver on that from what is an already stretched and already under pressure yep. enablement team, right? Yep. Take take it to the masses type thing. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I think you're right. It can't, everything I just described, 
it does probably sound um otherworldly like it sounds paradisical that's like un- unattainable because i think you're right in order for an enablement team to do that it would require so many bodies um but i have seen in some scenarios at a, a company i was at previously that did a really good job of it with a small enablement team at least when I would come in to a one-on-one with my sales manager, and by the way, we could talk about this forever, but I think sales managers are the linchpin for all this thing, all these things right. to work because that is the person that I, as a salesperson, care about the most. They hold my job in their hands. If they don't mm-hmm. like me, they can blackmail me across the company and I'm gone in six months. There's no yeah. question about it. Um, but what I've seen done really well, and this is maybe just a takeaway for some enablement teams out there that are listening, it's a very simple uh exercise but you know i meet with my manager on a one-on-one basis every week right pretty much every company is going to do that there's a one-on-one with your manager on a weekly cadence yep and once a month a visitor or a guest on that one-on-one was our enablement manager and essentially that particular one-on-one which again is just once a month they're on for maybe 15 minutes at the most And we just have a quick discussion between the three of us. Hey, Will, what are you struggling with? Hey, Will's manager, what is he struggling with? This is what I see you're struggling with. There seems to be an alignment here. What are some things we can do over the next 90 days, 30 days, 60 days, whatever it is, to improve that? We have some content that maybe you could read through. We have some coursework that maybe you could read through. I'm happy to listen to some of your calls and see if you're incorporating any of those things. Yada, yada, yada. Now the sales manager is involved. I'm obviously on board because my sales manager was in the room when we talked about it. And the enablement person is there to support me, hopefully, mm-hmm. in that journey. And, and that is one of the few few ways that I've seen it done really, really well at scale without needing, you know, a thousand people on your enablement yeah. team. Yeah, I love that. And, it's you know, it's something not to, to blow our trumpet here because that's not what this podcast is about but but we absolutely believe in that in kind of bring bridging that gap between enablement managers and reps and bringing them closer together getting that visibility and and common viewpoint across everybody so so you don't have these assumption traps and you know like distance and different lenses that are all looking through that that, that skew the reality Um, And I think that's, that's really, really important. And, uh, you know, I love the fact that your, the GTM buddy approach to that is, is absolutely taking it to the reps, to the managers, you know, at the front line at every, you know, in in every single interaction um, with, you know, with their prospects and their clients, um, which also a lot, you know, supports them doing it at scale. Liz, I, I could talk about this forever and I could talk to you forever, Will. Jeez, honestly, <laughs> I feel like we could just stick a a, a, a weekly four-hour chat to catch up in, in a diary. But I took a couple of things from that that I just want to recap on. Yes. Um, I've, I've put an in inverted commas on, on my lovely notepad, which gets scribbled on all over the place. You know, speaking the business. I love that. I think it is time to to for enablement to change their focus and start learning to speak the business um, and, and do that. I think you, you mentioned a couple of things at the beginning, evaluate the gaps. What are they missing? Let's not just do it like we've always done it, but actually understand and start from the foundational element of where do we actually have gaps? What is it that we need to solve for? Um, and and that 
there's an, an opportunity to change here and there's yep. an opportunity to change at scale um within this environment and i think that's that's a huge opportunity that every enabler has 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 the voice to do um and there's lots of resources lots of support out there to help amplify that voice but i think that now is the time to start saying i am ready to do things differently and i am ready to align to what the sales are trying to achieve and the goals they're trying to achieve and the direction of travel they are going at and be there you know be the sherpa that they can be to to, to support them on the way it's easier to change when you're in your adolescence, right? Mm. I mean, use it, use it to your advantage. It is a young function. And because of that, I think you can, you can change the direction of a ship a little bit easier. You know, uh, it, it takes hours for a aircraft carrier to change just a couple degrees. Yeah. Um, it takes, you know, split second for a small boat to change. Yeah. So yeah. and I think I think you can use it to your advantage. Yeah, the opportunity is ripe for the taking. Indeed. Listen, I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. I think that lots of people can get a lot from you, Will, um, and, and would love for people to understand how they can reach out to you, uh, pick up on the conversation or find out more about you and what you do. Yeah, uh, obviously, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, Will Kimmel, uh, I think is just I think that's my LinkedIn handle. You'd find me just search me. I'm there. Um, obviously GTM buddy, come check us out as well. Uh, I am always happy to just talk about enablement. I'm, I'm happy to talk about sales or anything in between, um, go to market strategy. All this kind of stuff is fun. Uh, it's a, been doing it for a long time. I've seen a bunch of different wrong ways to do it. I personally have done it wrong a bunch of different times. Um, and so <laughs> always happy to chat through these things. And obviously Kate, uh, always enjoy chatting with you as you said um might have to have you on our podcast soon brilliant thanks well i um, thoroughly enjoyed it and thank you for listening to another episode of my biggest sales and Edinburgh estate podcast uh, i look forward to next time thanks everyone do you want visibility of the skills gaps in your team that are impacting revenue efra enable zero is the answer with no new platform for your reps to adopt and at a price point to suit all budgets Go from zero to enablement hero with E for Enable Zero.